morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Grind five nine to the fan here from the Kirkwood Studios mm-hmm. World Headquarters. Martin Kilcoin third hour because of the two hours of the press box, which means we'll probably talk about your favorite chip. You know, I didn't realize I don't listen to the Dan Levitard show, but the photographer that I went to Chicago with on Monday is really big into the Levitard show, so he's listening to some old podcasts, and they did like an hour. On their favorite chips. We get made fun of. We've talked right. about it for five minutes. Is it an hour? Analytics on chips. Let's go. There's a really popular podcast that just fantasy drafts things. That's all they do. They just pick a topic and then they go, go through and they fantasy draft like five of them. Oh, not the fantasy football draft, but fantasy no, draft. No, they, they, they draft anything. Like they, favorite they, cupcake, yeah. favorite and they, and they just pick different topics every week. And it honestly, it gets, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's in the hundred thousands, millions of downloads. Let's do that. Or not. not that thing Let's just draft donuts. But they were arguing, and, and actually Chris Long. Oh, Charlie Long, John. It's my leadoff pick. Well, Chris Long was the jumping off point. You said it. Because he had said that the uh, chili cheese Frito was a first ballot Hall of Fame chip, and then they had this huge debate. The point is not to talk about chips. The point is, here we are in little old St. Louis, Missouri, doing chip stuff, and Frank and Gardner start texting us saying third-hour topic. Third hour. Right. National. National radio show. Millions of people. Think of how much money is invested in that show. Yeah. Millions of dollars in equipment, and it's, I got to say, I, I like Cool Ranch Doritos. That's no, what they're talking that, about. That was a big debate. <laughs> so she's just saying was, this is a big moment of what validation for you. Is that yeah. what you're saying? So it's the third hour. We may talk about our favorite fries or favorite cookies because it's my third hour. And if people want to, if we mention a favorite fry or cookie, Listen, people want to bring it by to the station for us to have some. Listen, I have donut we'll hot complain. takes. If we just want to like spin off donut hot idea takes, there. I like powdered donuts. Ironically enough, one of them is that donuts should be hot. Yeah, I mean, just I just worked out that way. My wife and I will be at Strange Donuts tonight. Like with, an appearance? Like kind of, yes. Yeah, you're like giving you away. Like it's, donuts, it's a event. No, no. It's trip. an event. It's a, a it's a Valentine's <laughs> Day thing. Oh. Where me and my wife, it's my tomorrow. sister and her husband and my parents are going to be there. And evidently, there'll be dinner in Maplewood cooked by a 15-year-old chef prodigy. I do not know what to expect. That's a weird selling No, they labeled it as a chef prodigy. We have no idea what to expect. You should have also labeled it like that, because when you just label it as young teen cooks me dinner, it it just doesn't pop as much. Let me see if I can find his name. He has a website. Things I didn't have when I was 15. I'll be appearing later today. Elliot Notrica? N-O-T-R-I-C-A. And it's for charity, you jerks. Oh, okay. Now I am a terrible person. 
It doesn't take long to come back to you're a terrible person. <laughs> the wet blanket always strikes. Strange cares. That's where it's going to. Hey, headlines. You've got the Billikens playing tonight. 5.30 start. They're in D.C. to take on George Washington. We believe they're the Colonials. We've broken that down earlier. Mizzou a winner. Had to hang on last night. That was a first-hour topic, <laughs> I yeah. believe. You, you broke down what their mascot was? Uh, it wasn't we, just a quick, hey, what is this? I want to say the Colonels, and I'm like, no, no, no. Colonials. No, no, no. no they're the Colonials. They are, in they're fact, the Colonials. the Colonials. They are the Colonials. So, Slew's playing tonight. Mizzou a winner last night. Illinois plays tomorrow. You'll hear that game right here on 590 Fan. And, of course, the St. Louis Blues leading the way with their seventh straight win. A year ago, they were in the midst of a seven-game losing streak. 8-3 the final over the New Jersey Devils. Petro had two. Ivan Barbashev had two. Ryan, you got O'Reilly scoring, you know, and then you got the other kid, uh, McEachern. He scores a goal. Bozak gets a goal, and then somebody else. Who am I forgetting? How about this for coincidences? So last night was their seventh straight win, eight to three victory. Yeah. You mentioned last year the seven game losing streak right around this time, late late February ish. That last the seventh game of that losing streak was an 8-3 loss against the Minnesota Ooh. Wild. How about that? So if we're going to say that this is the opposite, last year they missed the playoffs, so this year they're going to win the Cup. And oh. that that is the great debate now. If you're a fan, and not just Hockey work. Bob, who's always been on board, who always believes, hey, hey, Hockey Bob, they lost their first 40 games. They can still turn it around. They're like, no, they can't. <laughs> But other than him, fans who are sort of rational, who are like, yeah, this team is terrible. Well, they're actually pretty good now. What do you accept? I think it's a great topic. Like, what's okay? And I get, Just getting in should be okay based on how bad it was. But it doesn't work like that. You're a fan. You set that. We're not talking logical now. You're a fan. You're like, oh, well, if we can sweep the Predators, we can beat the Lightning. Why can't we make a deep playoff run? Why can't we? We're good enough. I think that's happening right now, and that's the danger. Not being the wet blanket because Hoff's sounds in that like, seat. Sounds like you're being the wet blanket. Historically, the Blues let their fans down. When's the last time the Blues let their fans down? He quantified down. the word logical in there to try to not sound like a wet blanket four times. I'm just Here's saying. Here's the logical way we got to look at this. I'm just saying, historically, they've let their fans down. Never. So what will happen now is. Maybe 40 times the Blues let their fans down. <laughs> it's, well, it's been about 51 times. Yeah, but it was like three years there where we we knew, you know, going in. I do think that if you get in the first round and it's a really good series. Remember, was it 2009 they went on their, their hot streak late in the year and then it just petered out in a quick sweep against Vancouver? That's disappointing. When you play really well towards the end of the season. Hey, we got in. And then it's just like a real quick, swift exit. If you get in and you're facing Winnipeg, a team that's given you issues all year long, and you push them to seven games – I think you can be fine with how it went. Now, of course, the following season, your expectations are higher going into it where, okay, now first-round exit is not acceptable. But if you push it, I think you're fine. And then the fun thing to talk about is the future of the coach, the future of the goalie. If Jordan Bennington continues to play well, he's obviously the guy that you're going to ride. Jake's basically your Sunday starter. You've got back-to-backs next couple of Saturday Sundays, so he's got a spot. But if Bennington continues to play well, gets you to the postseason – Jake's still got two more years, right? Two more years on the payroll. And then there's Craig Berube, who I don't even think Craig Berube thought he was keeping this job. <laughs> In fact, I think people around him were like, hey, uh, Chief, do you, do you want this job? I mean, it was 
He's so low-key, at least his media demeanor, obviously an intense guy. But now you've got a coach who could end up keeping the job for sure if they play well, a goalie who's keeping the job. And yet the Quinville thing is out there, and yet Jake Allen is still sitting there under contract, four-plus mil a year. This hour brought to you by our friends at Appliance Discounters. For all your appliance needs, stop by any of their six locations. Fairview Heights, Illinois, South County, St. Charles, Baldwin, Webster Groves, City of St. Louis. So the bottom line is, wherever you're listening, there's an appliance discounters near you. If you want the entire fridge redone or you just need a washer or a dryer, maybe you just need a uh, fridge for the garage, maybe it's a microwave, they have it. Biggest names in the appliance world at the lowest prices. It's real simple. That's how they do it. Theappliancediscounters.com is their website, LG, Samsung, Frigidaire, GE, all the biggest names under one roof, theappliancediscounters.com. Their savings are your savings. We talked to Frank in the 10 o'clock hour on his uh, daily docket for what, you know, I got to do equal time here. Chuck Marlowe there for the two Fox. Most importantly, Charlie, and I know you have not been streaming the show, I'm very serious about your dad getting involved in the coverage. Do you think there's any chance next couple days that Jim Marlowe will conduct even a brief interview. I really hope so. Um, just because you keep bringing it up, I guess, <laughs> you know, I want him to come down anyway and check out camp, even though they're not playing games, obviously. But I was hoping to uh, later in the week talk with Cardinals PR and see if we can get a couple passes to see him uh, watching uh, the workout and all that. I will try. How about that? He well, sounds he, a little frustrated that you keep bringing it up. Well, I just think you're – and I'm being serious about this. It's two things. Your dad <laughs> – who's never gotten on a plane before before now. He's retired. He's 70. Gets on a plane. Goes to Florida. He's hanging with his son. He loves baseball. And then selfishly, from a content standpoint, uh, we're all looking for clicks. If the if the video starts, it's like, hey, Charlie Marlowe here in Florida along with him. I'm Jim Marlowe. And like, along with. And then the third person like is Wayno or something. Your dad's like, Charlie, I got this. Grabs the mic and says, Adam, I had a couple of quick ones for you. I think this is Martin's way of telling you how to do it, it sounds like. No, I think it would be a a monster hit, and then the bosses at Fox 2 will say, like in five years from now, when you should be fired and all this stuff, they'll say, boy, you really did that. You did that that great piece with your dad that one time. We really, it'll stick, it'll resonate is what I'm telling you. I do like that idea, actually. The more you uh, describe it, you be a winner. And a career and, highlight uh, for your dad. And, oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, what's what's happening today? I heard you on the uh, the picnic table under the tent. It seemed very miserable this morning. In the rain? Yeah, it didn't seem real pleasant. Yeah, I feel like I can't really complain, though, because I actually was complaining on Fox 2 this morning a little bit, and they made fun of me because they said, hey, it's still 63 degrees. Right now it's 64, by the way. But it was very rainy very windy and relatively speaking for jupiter you're expecting about 80 degrees it was it was kind of cold it was about 63 or so but uh yeah this is my third time coming to spring training i can never remember a day that was this rainy and basically they were just kind of sitting in there it's the first day supposed to be the first official pitchers and catchers workout they basically got their physicals and then they did walk out there and do a little bit a couple guys through bullpens you had Alex Reyes throwing a bullpen. You had Dakota Hudson. You had Jordan Hicks. And also Mike Schilt did a, a long media scrum just talking about basically his first ever camp that he's running as the manager. 
And so they're out there now, or they've been out there at some point running around. So they did get a little work. I don't want them to be behind. I'm a little concerned you know, that we'll get behind the Cubs or the Brewers. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't worry about that, especially now earlier. We were talking about this on the morning after. The Marlins players, maybe it was the minor leaguers, but they were out there throwing earlier when they had no business being outside. It was just raining like crazy. Yeah, and but I was that's wondering any that day, was, right? The Marlins have no business being, being outside being playing baseball. The, yeah. And you guys have no business <laughs> being in the league, let alone out there. And I like how you said they were either Marlins players or minor leaguers. I'm not sure we could tell the difference. Oh, 100%. I couldn't name probably uh, three Marlins. But they had no business being out there throwing in the uh, the wind and the rain. So I was wondering if they were trying to send a message to the Cardinals across Roger Dean Stadium, like, hey, we're tougher than you. <laughs> but then they went in, and again, the Cardinals, they were probably only outside for, I'm guessing, 30 minutes, maybe 45 tops, and just basically playing catch. The catchers all uh, caught some pens, and like I said, a few guys threw, and they went right back in, and the workout's over, clubhouse is open, guys are talking. Adam Wainwright uh, just did a little media session. Andrew Miller did as well. Um, Martin, you always like to ask, what's the uh, most interesting thing of the yeah. day? I was trying to think of a couple different ones. First of all, Tyler O'Neill, he does love Bro Neal. Okay. He likes that nickname. He embraces it. And he said, you know, it's kind of a meathead thing. He goes, but hey, I'm kind of a meathead. And I love that quote. He said the most he's ever benched is 425 pounds. Now, he did 405 Same. a couple of days ago here and put it on Instagram. So the most he's ever done is uh, 425. And here's a, here's a sneaky, secret, future Cardinal who I think is going to be a media darling. Talk to him for the first time, uh, Andrew Kisner. This guy is really funny, very affable. He'll be in AAA this year as a catcher. We should see him in the big leagues the next few years. Cardinal Nation is going to love this guy. And then later today on the uh, two Fox, or let me guess here. I'm just going to kind of get a little uh, expanded Mike Schilt, kind of laying the groundwork for his first camp. Is that one of our themes today? I would say if you're going, today's story is definitely Mike Schilt running his first camp, even though the rain did throw a wrench into that. Um, and then Wayno talking. I think Tyler O'Neill he did his kind of media scrum. And there's also a lot of players that, you know, I talked to a bunch of guys yesterday, but to tell a good TV story, obviously, you need, uh, you need the video to back it up. So we did get some bullpen from Reyes and Hicks and Dakota Hudson. So, you know, as the week progresses, Martin, we'll have all of the uh, the big names that people want to see. You know, I noticed yesterday you did spend some time with Alex Reyes. I'm curious, too, his sort of mindset. I, I'm guessing at some point that guy's going to get tired of being asked about his health and staying healthy and how tough has it been, how frustrating has it been. But those are all sort of legitimate topics when you miss 17, miss most of 18, at least at the big league level, except for one game. What was his his mindset, and has he been told anything about how they're going to use him? Well, he wants to be a starter. I did ask him that yesterday, and he said he definitely wants to start. And he said he wasn't really told necessarily about his role for 2019, but most of these guys, they stretch him out to begin with. So he will be stretched out to be a starter. But you never know. Maybe it makes sense if they're limiting his innings to be kind of that super reliever. Because also – if the Cardinals make a playoff push, which you hope they do, you don't want Alex Reyes getting to his innings limit as you know September's rolling around and potentially October. And again, I don't know what his innings limit will be, but you have to think that coming off a whole year of Tommy John where he doesn't pitch, and then he has the injury last year where he basically throws, what, three or four innings, whatever it was, in the big leagues. They're not going to let this guy go out there, I would think, and throw 
180 innings. But you did mention um, him being asked those questions. He's another guy who's just – he's really candid. And he, he was saying, hey, it was terribly disappointing and frustrating and basically two years. The first year you're, you're rehabbing, you're raring to come back, and you're all excited, and then you have another one. And, again, he was very candid about this is something he could have prevented. And he said that, look, if you would have told the medical staff what he was feeling, he probably would not have been out for the whole year last year. And he talked about that. So even though he's a young player, um, you know, he was definitely uh, pretty candid in his, uh, in his statements and saying that this is something he could, could have prevented and he can learn from it. Who's not there at this point? I'm thinking Jed Jerko. I kind of forgot he was on the team. No offense. I don't think Jerko's name has come up. Has Fowler been there? Is Gyro there? I'm trying to think of players that are going to make this team that we have not heard from yet. It's funny you say that because we were just talking about who's not here. And you know how the whole Dexter Fowler thing and his relationship with Cardinal Nation, and it's up and down. Is he going to warm up? Is he not? Dexter Fowler's not here. But again, you don't have to report until next week, but you can just see how with Cardinal Nation, oh, Dexter Fowler's not there yet. You can just kind of see on Twitter maybe people making those comments. But from what I've seen, Dex is not here. Jed Jerko is not here. I think Jairo Munoz just arrived. Other than that, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. The whole infield's been here. Paul DeYoung discussed that yesterday. He said it's kind of great with Paul Goldschmidt being a – a new member of the team and a new member of the infield and Carpenter moving over to third. Paul DeYoung was saying that it's great for the whole infield to have been there for a week early, all kind of working together already. It does kind of suck if you're Dexter Fowler and you're sitting in Vegas and you look at the calendar in October, November, and you're like, all right, when are we going to be there? Okay. Oh, first workout. Yeah. I'll fly in. And what is that Friday, honey? Is that the 15, 16? Yeah. I'll go up that day. And then you start looking online like, Oh man, Carpenter's been there for two weeks. Oh, these guys are making me look bad, even though we know they're in Florida, they're golfing, they're eating fancy meals, they're not breaking rocks. I would be kind of ticked if I was a teammate and I booked my flight like two months ago. Man, why didn't you guys all tell me you're coming a week early? Yeah, but don't you think nowadays all these guys come early? And it seems like for years they always come weeks or even sometimes a month early. Guys are down here working out. And look, I'm sure Dexter Fowler is working out and getting ready in Las Vegas the same way – you know, there was a, a storyline a couple of years ago about Dex potentially showing up later during games, but then we realized the reason that he's actually working personally with his trainer before games off-site, not at Bush Stadium. So it wasn't like this guy's not there early with his teammates. I mean, he was working with a trainer to get ready for the games. So, again, it's just one of those things with Dex. I just think it's an optic. And, uh, again, Cardinal Nation kind of likes to rag on the guy. He's had the up-and-down relationship. And he had a tough year last year, obviously. Derek Gould wrote the article about him being depressed. And he had the whole thing when he started on social media with the travel ban. I think Cardinal Nation and him kind of clapped back at each other then. So it's just been this odd relationship where, to me, it means nothing that he's not here right now. But you can see how, from an optics standpoint, it doesn't look great. We were talking about the Cubs camp earlier and saying the opening of camp is Joe Madden explaining their position on Addison Russell and his domestic violence issues. Also talking about the Ricketts, the older Ricketts, and the racist emails. And I'm like, that's kind of an unpleasant way to open camp. I don't think the Cardinals have any drama hanging. You know, there's always a guy, is he going to be healthy? Is he going to make the rotation? Other than, you know, Fowler's bounce back and the fact that there's been some sort of bad blood. I feel like that is all, I don't know if it's been swept under the rug or washed away, but like he's 
sort of been granted a fresh start, it seems like, from the franchise. So there's really no – there's nothing really hostile. There's no Albert contract that everyone's talking about or Wainwright saying, I'm not ready to retire. I don't think there's anything too gossipy in this camp unless I'm missing it. Yeah, I don't want to say it's going to be a boring camp, and maybe that's a good thing unless somebody gets injured, obviously. But I think you're following Yadier Molina and him rehabbing that minor knee surgery. You're following – Marcelo Zuna and how he's throwing following his shoulder surgery. And then, of course, there's discussions. It seems like every year there's always that contract extension or maybe with a young guy. You can see potentially Miles Michaelis. Maybe that happens here in camp where there's something that gets done there. Paul Goldschmidt, I don't know if that's the case. But, of course, I think there's going to be discussions of that. But, yeah, I mean, from a storyline standpoint, how many spots are even open? And you have such a great pitching staff. Adam Wainwright just talked in the clubhouse, and he said, look, we got murderer's row here. We got all these young guys, and he said, I'm the old guy. I mean, look at Jordan Hicks and Dakota Hudson, and look at some pitchers. I'm trying to do the math in my head. How many good relievers? I can go through the roster. You want me to go through the roster? I can name every player. We go through, <laughs> I can walk through the roster. Well, I'm saying, look, look. what if a Gregerson and a Leon both come back and they're healthy? And then look at what Ponce de Leon Gant did last okay. year. Gomber did last year. I mean, you're starting to add up guys in the bullpen. You have a ton of options. You can check out Charlie's videos at Twitter at Chuck uh, underscore Marlowe. Just, just just type at Chuck. No, at Chuck. At okay. Charlie Marlowe underscore. At Charlie Marlowe underscore. I'm telling you, people love this stuff. You're sitting at your desk. It's cold here. It's actually pleasant today, but. It's sort of fun just to imagine being there, and there's the videos you had yesterday. Well, Ozuna was in the cage. Jose Martinez was in the cage. You were in there, like, giving them some tips. But those things are getting a lot of play, so people can follow it online and check out the coverage at fox2now.com. And, of course, our TV reports coming your way later tonight. He was live this morning on Fox 2 News in the morning. Chuck's going to be there into the weekend. All right, buddy, uh, you go work on that piece with Jim Marla, and we'll, I'll be just fine. I'll stand down. All right. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Dad, and we'll see if we can uh, get that going. He might demand to be paid for it. I don't know. It might be It might be maybe something Yachty would want to do, I think. Maybe those two would hit it off. Just a thought. Oh, a thought. love you... Yachty. By the way, real quick, I'll do just like yesterday when you're trying to get me off the phone, and I'll keep going. That's fine. Yachty, I don't think he was happy with me um, filming him while he was running. Yesterday he was just kind of running in uh, sweatpants. And he kind of swore a little bit. I think I think he meant to, to tell us to stop filming him when he was running. Whoa. But today he was very nice. It's funny because that was, that clip was part of your coverage yesterday. And as simple as it was, real quick, real quick, I'd like to thank Chuck. I'd like to thank his dad. I'd like to thank uh, Bridget Marlowe, even though she doesn't <laughs> follow me on Twitter. But I was thinking yesterday people love the fact that he's down there and running around and you had video of it, yet you had to get cursed to get that video. Charlie, anybody you'd like to thank on the way out here? we got to go. We're up against it. Let me just tell you, that's what I do, though, for the viewers and the listeners of St. Louis. I will be cursed at by any Cardinal player to get you the content and the coverage you can count on. Whatever it takes. Chuck Marlowe live from Jupiter, Florida. Spring training coverage you can count on. I keep thinking, like, we're done. We're done. And they say, oh, real quick, real quick. I was like, I thought he had to go. In fact, when we were trying to get him on, Strick was supposed to be here. Not really sure. I don't understand. I had texted him seeing if you would rather just do a phone interview. It's fine. Had not heard back. Weird. Because at this point, that's what I hope it's something serious. Yeah, you know what? Because he I'm, never specified no, what it was. Glad you said that because I was about to go on a little mini tirade that was going to be like half serious, oh, half no. kidding. You were going to yell about him. Yeah. 
Like, who does that? We ask him once a week to come in here for an hour with zero compensation. How could he stand us up like this? No, he'd get in a plug or two. And, but <laughs> the Blues are on the ice at the Mills, and I'm sure he had some duties out there. I just would have told everybody. That's all. Ahead of time. That's all. Yeah. I Thoughts and prayers. I'm sure. Hopefully everything's okay. That's first and foremost. And then when he texts after this break, then I'll nuke him, okay? Okay, that's fine. 62 Wait till you find out. 622 Blue, scheduled to be here. It's his Wednesday appearance, uh, minus Andy Strickland. This hour also brought to you by Triad Bank. They're located in Frontenac. Triadbanking.com is their website. And when you walk into Triad Bank, you actually see people, and they're nice people, and they're there to help you. I used to go to one of those big old banks, and you walk in, and it's a huge facility. It was like one teller. And that teller's also working the drive-thru, and you're just standing in line. It's brutal. How does that happen? Triad Bank has people that are there to help you, and that includes Jim Regna's entire team when it comes to getting a loan. If you're a business owner and you want to expand a little bit, why not work with folks who are from St. Louis who know how to get things done in our town? That's what they're all about. The decision makers fill out all those forms. You meet with all the folks and then get sent off to New York or L.A. That doesn't happen in St. Louis. All the decisions are made right here. Check them out in person. It's on Clayton Road, one block west of Lindbergh in Frontenac. And on the web, it's the neighborhood friendly bank at triadbanking.com. Back, 